This is In the Trenches, Broadcast 2. Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Today, we'll be talking about instigating, creative entrepreneurship, and creating something worthwhile with AJ Leon. AJ is the founder of Misfit Inc., where he helps brands take over the world. AJ is a writer, designer, entrepreneur, humanitarian, and nomad. You can find out more about his business at misfit-inc.com and read about his travels at his personal branded website, aj-leon.com. AJ and his wife, Melissa, are currently on a mission to travel across the world in 1,080 days. You can follow along at pursuitofeverything.com. AJ also produces Misfit Quarterly, a creative arts journal dedicating to showcasing the work of artistic carriers of the Misfit Flame. The digital edition is free, but AJ also does a limited release run of the print version, something I'm a proud subscriber of. If you're interested, check out misfit-inc.com backslash quarterly. And again, all of this will be listed in the show notes. So thanks so much for being here with us, AJ. And let's start with your backstory, where you've been, what you've done, and where you're at right now in your creative entrepreneurship journey. Sure, yeah. I mean, about five years ago... Um, it was, it was four days, four days before I was supposed to get, uh, before I was going to get married as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at, at the bitter, you know, I was in the middle of a very successful career on, on wall street. I was a finance guy. Um, and I had basically lived the life that I was supposed to live. I had, I had gone to a pretty good university. I studied very hard, got great grades, went to the biggest firm, made a vertical leap to a bigger firm. And I found myself in a corner office uh, in Manhattan looking out over a window and just crying. Um, and the reason why is I was up for a promotion. And I realized at that moment I was about to get married you know, four to, in four days and get this big promotion. And I knew that for the, the previous five years of my life, I'd been living um, a life that wasn't, wasn't my own. And, uh, and I realized that if I took that promotion, I was going to do it because w- w- you know, what else do you do but go up? Right. Um, I realized that I was going to be that dude for the rest of my life. Um, and that, the prospect of that terrified me much more than the prospect at that moment of paying rent the next month. So, um, in a moment, in a brief moment of audacity, I walked out of my office. I walked out of my former life. Um, I called my wife, my, my soon to be wife at the time when I hit, uh, I hit, I hit the street in New York and I told her I'd quit and, and, Mm -hmm. and I've never turned back since. No, that's uh, incredible. And, um, for the listeners uh, who aren't familiar with what you're doing right now, um, tell a little bit about where you're at, like literally, physically speaking, where you're at right now, what you're what you're doing, um, and about your road trip. Sure. Yeah. At the moment, um, I'm taking a thousand and eighty day trip around the world. So I'm traveling all around the world by land and sea. So I'm trying to to see if if indeed it is possible to travel around the world without without taking a plane. Uh, we're having a blast. I'm on the first leg right now, traveling throughout the country. And this this leg, I'm trying to get to all eight Canadian provinces and 50 states. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, that's I started that on my 30th birthday, which was August 16th of this year. And prior to that, I'd started a company called Misfit Inc., which is a creative agency mm-hmm. uh, where we do web design and iPad app design and online marketing um, for bigger clients. And, um, and, and we traveled quite a bit, my wife and I. We traveled to like 50-plus countries. Uh, but this year, on my 30th birthday, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to, sometimes, Tom, you know, you just want to mm-hmm. go on a grand adventure, and, and this for me was that, you know, the decision to go on a grand adventure and to try to complete something that, that just seems insurmountable. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. And I think that resonates with all the listeners out there too. I think, uh, we all deep down want to have the courage really to go and do something kind of so audacious to a degree, but also, um, very important, you know, that you yourself can make that choice to go off and do something that's kind of, uh, you know, unconventional, um, but also kind of scary. And so my question to you on that would be, what was your, what would you say was the hardest part about um, starting that journey? Um, what was the scariest thing for you? The the most terrifying thing about this particular journey is is that it might end in cataclysmic failure. I mean, <laughs> right? You know, there there's all types of things that could go wrong. Seriously, it's not like I mean, I, I've obviously breakdowns and and going bankrupt just trying to do it is one thing. Um, another thing is you know you're going through some places of the world that that aren't that safe. You know, mm-hmm. um, so all types of things, man, you know, all types of things An untimely death, you know, act, sure. uh, you know, just crazy things happening in, in different uh, countries and parts of the world. There were all types of, th- there were all types of fears that surrounded us, it, like me deciding to go on this particular journey. Um, sure. You know, that, that, those are just some of them. And so what do you do to deal with those fears? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think I I I, I press in deeper. If I feel, I, I think the I mean, one one thing that I've talked about in the past, and I think it's true. You know, the absence of fear is not courage; it's insanity. Um, mm-hmm. I think people who act fearless are probably not fearless. Um, they might be brave, but not fearless. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I have fears like all the time. I mean, I, you know, fear that this all might not work out, that my journey might end prematurely, that I'll end up losing what, what I've grown as a business because of this choice. Um, and usually when I fear, feel those fears, I just press into them deeper because, you know, you realize over time and I've realized over the last five years of my life since leaving a conventional life that, you know, the, the hard road and the right road are usually the same road. Um, right. And, and no one ever did anything spectacular without taking great risk. Um, so it just pressed deeper into it, you know. I like that. And I can definitely resonate with me. Um, and now, so AJ, you, a lot of what you do is, is creative. I mean, it, it has to with your business and what you do, but, uh, you're a pretty creative guy yourself, um, artistic and, and it comes through, I think, uh, when you go to your website, when you check out the stuff that you produced, your, your manifesto of sorts. Thank um, thank you. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, you know, how do you, how do you come up with your different creative ideas? Where does that come from? How do you develop them? And how do you, I guess, um, bring them to real life into tangible form, the tangible form that they take? Um, I mean, I spend a lot of time in solitude, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think nomading around the world helps with that a little bit. You know, it's like, there's no 
I mean, there's the pragmatic things, right? Like there's no TV and there's no kind of sure. noise around your particular life. But I take a lot, a lot of time to just sit down and sketch out ideas. Um, and by the time something comes to fruition, I probably spent, I mean, I, I end up, you know, saying no to have more of my ideas that, that don't, don't end up going live. Um, just because I spend a lot of time focusing on them. So I get up at four 30 every morning and, um, mm-hmm. do a little exercise and I spend about before I get to actual work work, I spend probably two or three hours just, um, uh, sketching out potential ideas that, that I could have. And that could be drawing or, or, artistically representing those ideas from an aesthetic or design perspective or actually breaking out the variables of, of, of particular projects. Uh, when it comes to design, uh, that's something that I, you know, I, I believe in wholeheartedly. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people to their own detriment that are starting projects neglect design. So whether you're a designer or not, mm-hmm. aligning yourself with somebody who understands how to make something beautiful. I mean, you could write a, a, a beautiful book or work, but if you, you know, encase that in something that is gorgeous and, and, and attractive, then more, more than likely more people are going to take a look at it. Um, so I think the, the veneer of things matter and, and I mm-hmm. take a lot of time on that on, on those, that type of approach for my type of projects as well. Sure. And now not only does that play a big part in then what you create, but, um, with your business, with Misfit Inc. and, and as a creative um, agency, do you find that you make a better connection with clients doing it that way? Do you find that you're pursued um, better, like more so that way, that there's something that stands out that people want to work with you guys more than, say, uh, you know, the business down the road yeah. that doesn't have such a um, you know grasp of the artistic um, or the aesthetic that you do? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, it's certainly a... a, a a selling point. I mean, for us in mm-hmm. particular at Misfit and that kind of business design is what we're known for. So that, mm-hmm. that helps. And then we're also very, you were crazy. You know, there, there's, you know, what our entire kind of thing, you know, right. We're traveling around the world while doing this and all right. employees are all nomads too. So it's, it's either something that's repugnant and repellent to a potential client or, or it's very attractive sure. because, you know, the more experience, everything we, as a human, and as a creator of whatever it is that you create, you are only an amalgamation of your own experiences. So to the extent right. that your experiences stop or, or they're limited, that's that your only world, your, your purview is only going to be that wide. Now, if you travel around all over and eat different foods and look at different colors and listen to different music and, and, and have different experiences every day, that brings a, a level of creativity just naturally, de facto, by the basis of, of mm-hmm. you have more to draw from. It brings mm-hmm. a level of creativity that is that I think a lot of people, um, at least that we've worked with in the past, appreciate. You know, sure. Um, so, but we don't I, we don't make a big deal about our services business. I mean, we have we've worked with some pretty you know from some clients we like, and but we you know we only hold like maybe two, three, four at a time maximum, um, right? Because we're more you know we like handcrafting. We're like the artisans of of sure. design. You know, we take a long time to do things and, and sure. That's that's kind of our way. Yeah, and um, I saw your interview uh, with Jonathan Fields on the Good Life Project. Man, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, for sure. And I'll link to that uh, for sure in the show notes. Cool. But uh, I thought it was a really great interview, and uh, I remember you mentioning that um, kind of how you construct your business this time um, versus uh, where you came from, but just the concept of only having a, a handful of clients and keeping it kind of that 
small, yeah. smaller scale as opposed to trying to scale it. And then that kind of taking away maybe some of the, the life or the um, soul of it. Yeah. Um, anything to comment on that in particular to flesh that idea out a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, scarcity is the oldest market is trick in the book. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, if, if I'm selling a, a hundred of something and then all of a sudden I say I only have three left, the value of those mm-hmm. three go out of the roof, you know? Mm-hmm. So no matter what you're doing, I think for people who are either solopreneurs or small businesses, very few times do we use that to our advantage. And I think it is an mm-hmm. advantage to say that it's not only, oh, I'm going to work with less people. It's more kind of posturing it to, I, I'm only going to work with these types of people and I may only take two and that's it. So there's two spots if you'd like to, you know, and then all of a sudden people start to look at you differently because they realize Mm -hmm. that you're not just selling to the highest bidder. And that is so contrarian, you know, it's so like people Mm -hmm. don't expect that, particularly from small businesses that are usually like, oh, you know, you just need to make money wherever you can. And and I think uh, a lot of us, we do ourselves a disservice by trying to sell just to, you know, create packages that sell to everybody and i think it, it you know it might be a better approach to say you know what no i only want to work with these people i work at these prices and and only work with very few and you know and then it could it could you could get into a scenario if you craft it right and you craft a story around who you are and what you do mm-hmm. you create a mysticism uh and and kind of a a mythology around whatever whatever it is you produce Mm-hmm. which in the end I think will add value to your business as well. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of brings me to this next um, point and then a question too. Uh, this idea of creative entrepreneurship is something I've kind of been looking into recently and trying to develop. Uh, and it's that context, or I guess it's that concept of entrepreneurship is you know greater than just the return on investment, but that there's some sort of our personality or creativity or art you know, that, it, that kind of um, brings it to life. And so return on investment is important, right? You know, you need to yeah. make enough money to survive, but then there's something uh, that's not the end state. The, the be all end all is not the return on investment, but it's right. So, and it definitely looks like that's how you do everything. Like everything you, you create and that you build is kind of that creative entrepreneurship um, uh, lifestyle. Yeah. So it, your art, your personality kind of breathes into your business. And on that note, um, you know, what is, what is the most difficult part of like managing all that of the creativity and then the business side of it where, you know, is it, or are there any difficulties or do you find it's pretty, um, pretty fluid? I mean, at first it's financial, you know, whenever right. you're trying to do something that matters in this mm-hmm. world, in our world, you're going to have some serious, you, you're going to have issues financially, particularly if you're trying to hold on to some type of ideals, um, and not just sell to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, uh, at first that, that was certainly a struggle. You, tr- you know, you try to see, you have to, you know, you got to play the game and you got to try to figure out how, how it works and for, for whatever business you're in. Um, I think it, it ends up becoming a competitive advantage for a solopreneur, or a small business that realizes that, you know, like, like I love the term that you're using, Tom, creative entrepreneurship, because the, mm-hmm. the reality, reality is that in, in all of human history, there is only one you. There's, there will never again, nor has there ever been another person with your exact gen- genetic mixture, your life experiences, your parents, your everything that makes you you. So you're so unique as a package that if you get to the essence of what it is that you represent on this earth and what you are placed here to do and what you believe as a human, 
mm-hmm. then as a business, you're going to bake that. You, I mean, once you once you simmer down to whatever that essence is, you bake you can bake that into your business, and then it creates something that that's very unique. You know, that's very individual. Um, mm-hmm. Misfit, as as like our example. I mean, if you go to Misfit and people kind of that know us and know what we do, everybody, you know, that's kind of the same thought like wow that's weird you know that's that's you know it's either weird or unique or but but it's certainly not the same and the reason sure. is it, it it's only an extension like you've keyed in on with the show you know it, it your business unless you're a corporation or you're, you've reached some a lot large level your business is only an extension of who you are yeah that's great that's awesome i really like that explanation so yeah that definitely resonates with me especially what you guys are doing with misfit inc um in, and with what you're doing right now at the traveling um, across the world and, uh, you know, 1,080 days, how do you manage all of that? The travel, the writing, the business, the art, the social networking, social media. How do you manage all I, of it? I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it's – I'm not going to say it's not challenging, you know? It's not like sure. we got it all together. It works out. <laughs> um, last month was particularly challenging because, you know, in the middle of – it's – it's Christmas and we're driving across the country and my, my, you know, the bus that we purchased and renovated and call the Pegasus broke down. I had to replace the transmission. It was like 5k and then, and then replace another part 2k. And this is all like time. And then in the middle of all that, you can't really do work and everything got put behind, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a challenge, but the only thing you can do, I mean, from our, from, from my perspective is I, I, I try to stay, absurdly organized you know i usually Mm -hmm. i usually like i said i get up very very early in the morning i start my days early um i get my reading out my writing out in the morning all that kind of creativity before the day creeps in and starts Mm -hmm. to to creep in on on all your mental and creative energy um Mm -hmm. and then after that you know you get to work with the logistics stuff and, and sure you know but but the one thing is i don't at least at this point in my life, I don't want to relent not one fucking inch. You know, I don't want to say, okay, I want to take this great grand adventure around the world. So I'm just going to pause everything else for a while as I do this. You know what I mean? Like I just, right. And I, and those thoughts, I had those thoughts this summer, you know, as I was kind of like, man, can we do this? And I'm not sure if we can launch all this stuff with this thing and our employees and the whole, you know, and and then I just thought, you know what? I am not going to, I'm, I'm not going to relent not one inch. This is what I want. And I'm going to live my life deliberately based on the choices that I make. Now, if everything crumbles in my hands, then, then at least it's on me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so here we are. So we'll do another interview, you and I, in five years, and we'll see how, how it went. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, man, kudos um, on having the to go and do that and ha- make that your, your mindset and, and to just go out there regardless of the consequences. I love that. You own it, you take responsibility for it, and you're drawing your own map. You know, so kudos. I'm a big believer, man. And, the, you know, great, true greatness is only a reflection of, of the, the failure that is probable in the pursuit of it. You know, there has to be great – there has to be a possibility that whatever you're doing may end in cataclysmic failure or it's probably w- not really worth doing. Uh, AJ, yeah, that totally resonates with myself and I know the readers of uh, my blog and anybody that's listened to these podcasts before, um, that concept of there must be some sort of uncertainty. And actually, I mean, you talked to, you know, Jonathan Fields, uncertainty himself, you know, that guy that wrote that book, great, great 
great book and opened my mind to that idea that there has to be risk. Otherwise, it really, I just don't know how it would work any other way. Otherwise, just fake. It's cardboard. But with the risk, it becomes real life. Absolutely. There's something worth doing. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's funny you're talking about Jonathan because right after this call, right after this inter- interview on hopping on, with, on a video call with Jonathan to talk to him a little later. I love that guy. I love Jonathan Fields. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. Yes. Yeah. I love what he does too. Great stuff. Cool. Well then I won't keep you too much longer, but I will, um, that there's maybe one or two subjects I'd want to hit a little bit more. Cool. Um, Sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess, um, before I get to my, my final question, which will be kind of an advice question, um, I had asked, um, kind of going back to when you were making that transition between, you know, continuing where you were in New York city, uh, and working at the job you're working to, to quitting, did you do? Was there a transitionary time where you prepped to quit, or did you just jump right into it? Um, I'm not sure if we were very clear on that. Yeah, so no, I mean, I, I, and and I don't offer this as a life plan or advice to. <laughs> I couldn't do that in in good conscience. I just left, and the reason why I did that is because I had always thought, oh, someday I'm going to take off from here, but I, it wasn't a serious thought, and I knew that, and that's the reason why I become more and more depressed. And by that moment, I was just weeping in my office because I realized mm-hmm. that I was a coward, you know that I that I had that I had willingly uh, uh, freaking subcontracted my life to somebody else to some other dude, you know, I was living some other guy's life, and. That is the reason why I didn't scrimp and say, because I never took it seriously. I never thought I'd actually do it. It was just in this one moment where Mm -hmm. I'm getting married, I'm getting this raise. Oh my God, I'm this fucking guy and I'm going to be him forever. And and that's why I left. Now, however, I would never suggest anybody do that. (laughs) Why is there individuals that I, Pam Slim, a good friend of mine writes about this type of stuff all the time. And I always refer people to her blog and her book. Mm-hmm. Uh, escape from cubicle, cubicle nation because mm-hmm. she talks about you know giving yourself six to eighteen months planning saving you know testing the market your side hustle while you're in a, in a sure you should definitely do that do not follow my lead I am an idiot <laughs> well that's fair and I guess it kind of um, goes into this next question which I was going to ask you for a piece of advice um, that you would give or have for the person just starting out for the guy who wants to quit his job or the guy or girl just recently out of college the college grad you know somebody kind of new yeah. or or interested in the world of entrepreneurship and creative entrepreneurship in particular um, I mean the advice that I would give is and <laughs> this is kind of ironic but don't listen to anybody you know mm-hmm. I think that right now there is more than ever before, there's an absurd amount of propaganda out there in the world. And there are people that are well-intentioned that will tell you to live. They, they will, in a very well-intentioned, very loving way, guide you towards safety and security and compliance mm-hmm. and complacency. And if you're graduating college right now, uh, you should question all of that. And don't just go marching into some job just because that's what you studied at college. Um, I'd say sit down write down, take, take three or six months to write down and what you want your life to, your one and only life, what you want that to represent on this planet, what you want to accomplish, what you want to be different because you were here. Write it all down and then use that as a signpost moving forward. But don't take your cues from society because that it will lead you to, to a place of me. It might lead you to riches like, like me, you know, that whole, that whole lifestyle, but it'll certainly lead you to despondence. Um, so that's my, yeah. 
great despondent, great word for it, um, and powerful. So yeah, I, I, and the irony isn't lost on me too when it comes to, um, you know, the the question of the piece of advice. But that's why I like hearing and why I like asking a question because, you know, I think an answer like that is exactly the the right piece of advice for anyone is to go out and do what you think you want to do yeah. and you need to do. I don't think there's much more to say besides that. Yeah. And then to just uh, use, you know, people like you, AJ, that that are kind of an example for others, that it's possible. And you don't have to have, know it all, how it's all going to work out or connect all the dots forward, right? You don't have to. You just have to have the boldness and the courage to go do it. Yeah, and 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 I would add this to it and keep on doing it. Be you're going mm-hmm. to fuck up. I mean, I I mm-hmm. have, have way more failures under my belt than I have successes. I mean, things sort of seem like they're mm-hmm. all well fantastic now. This is 4 years down the road for me. I fucked up tons of times and there are mm-hmm. plenty of things that I tried that didn't work out, but you just keep on putting one foot in front of the other in defiance of a conventional and conformative life great well that is a, a great note to end on too so aj thank you so much uh for being here with us today and I, i'm gonna put all your stuff in the show notes but is there anything you'd like to plug in particular or, or a shout out to anything in particular you'd like people to go to or check out no i mean i'm uh, just pursuit of everything.com is is where i write our company is misfit inc and um and i wrote a book called the life and times of a remarkable misfit which um is free online and, and i'm going to launch it as a physical piece in a couple weeks Oh, no way. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely, um, I'll link to that for sure. And I'm a big fan of that ebook. So it's great to see that you're going to make a, a physical product out of it. Hardcover. Yeah, it's, it it won't be hardcover, but I'm self-published. It'll be interesting. This is one of those where I just might completely flop on my face. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep the ebook free and sell and sell the hardcover, but no Amazon, no nothing, just doing it myself. Awesome. I'll link to it and I'm a big supporter. So um, I'll hopefully be able to send some people your way, AJ. Very much appreciate that, bro. Well, that wraps up broadcast two of In the Trenches. If you're interested in checking out the show notes, go to www.tommorcus.com backslash broadcast two. I hope you were inspired today. Whatever you do, keep creating. This is Tom Morcus. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorcus.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.